Payment fraud is a devious predator, relentlessly gnawing away at your organization's profitability. If allowed to roam freely, it has the power to unleash catastrophic consequences. That is why it is critical that every organization, no matter how small or large, take steps to ensure their organization is protected. While it is tempting to think internet fraud and unscrupulous employees playing games with their expense reports are things that only happen at other companies, the reality is something starkly different. That's why I put together this list of steps every organization should take to ensure fraud is truly something that only happens to other guys. Make sure you stick around until the end when I share the one tactic that many overlook. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, the place you go for all the latest business intelligence if you work in, manage, or have responsibility for the accounts payable and or payment function. This session is brought to you by Oversight, AI in Action. Fraud protection consists of three phases, deterrence, prevention, and detection. We'll talk about each and share some strategies that will help you at each step of the way. Now, before I do that, I want to clear the air on one topic. I know a lot of people don't refer to game playing on expense reports as fraud. They feel that is too harsh. Rather, they call it policy misuse or abuse. I don't necessarily agree, but I definitely understand why they feel this way. But I'm going to use the word fraud here because I'm trying to keep this talk succinct. Also, don't forget that the asset that is most easily stolen and susceptible to fraud is information. So although we are talking today and focusing on financial fraud for this discussion, keep in mind that your data is a valuable asset that needs protection as well. Let's start with deterrence, deterring fraud. I call this basically scaring everyone into doing the right thing. Basically, it's letting your employees know that if they do something to defraud the organization, the consequences will be swift and severe. This starts with a strong expense reimbursement policy shared with everyone that spells out exactly what is expected from employees, as well as the consequences of not abiding by that organization's policy. And of course, once you spell out the consequences, you need to stick to it if you expect the policy to do its job. When it comes to payments made outside the organization, strong processes and controls are your first steps towards deterring a fraudulent invoice from getting through. Now, if you haven't deterred someone from trying to defraud your organization, your next step is preventing it. Because let's face it, at the end of the day, you can't stop everybody from trying to defraud you. What this means is potentially identifying the potentially fraudulent activity before the payment is made. The key here is before the payment is made. That's part of why we make such a big deal about doing the three-way match in accounts payable before the payment is made. We have several broadcasts on that topic because I think they're so important, and I'll put a link to them in the description so you can watch them after you finish watching this episode. Now, when it comes to expense reporting, your first line of defense on the prevention side should be the approving manager who reviews the expense reports before the reimbursement request is submitted um, for payment. Sadly, in close to 80% of all companies, this line of defense is non-existent. Why is it non-existent? Because many managers, almost 80% of them, will approve whatever is placed in front of them without taking a look at what's on it. I've been saying this for years, and I'm going to say it again. 
companies must do a better job of making managers review the expense reports they approve before they approve it. This is a valuable line of defense and costs absolutely nothing and is so often not used. All right, I'm going to stop ranting and raving about that, but you get where I'm going with it. Now, when you haven't deterred a fraud, nor have you prevented it, your next line of defense is detection. This is critical, and I've got a number of suggestions for you on that front. But before we get to that, I'd like to share a brief bit of information about our sponsor, Oversight. Oversight is AI in action. Oversight AI sees everything, ensuring process integrity by identifying mistakes, waste, and fraudulent activity in accounts payable, travel and expense, and purchase card use. Go to oversight.com to find out how. And we'll have a link to that in the description as well. Detection of fraud is critical as it rarely is a one-off. If the criminal is successful, they'll repeat the fraud over and over again. And why wouldn't they? They'd be foolish not to. Statistics from the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners shows that on average, an inter- an, a typical internal or occupational fraud goes on for 12 months before it is detected. Clearly, early detection is in your best financial interest. Now, here are some tactics that you can use. Tactic number one, insist your staff use strong passwords and not share them. And whatever you do, don't allow the practice we saw in one organization where everybody used the same password. Then a crafty accounting manager helped himself to $8 million. That's right, $8 million over a period of time before he got caught. Since the user's IDs at his organizations were everyone's email address and everybody was using the same password, he was good to go until he got caught. Tactic number two, enable alerts. Many banks and credit card companies offer fraud detection alerts. Set up notifications for any unusual activity, such as large or unusual purchases. And of course, when those alerts come in, pay attention to them. They could also help you if someone made a mistake. I recently heard an example of someone ticking the wrong box when ordering paper, and they potentially had ordered a car load of paper instead of a case of paper. In this case, the alert saved the day. Tactic number three, train everyone to identify phony emails. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone, because criminals don't discriminate, and they've gotten quite good at finding devious ways into companies' bank accounts using employees at all levels. So don't feel just, you know, training your managers will do the job. It won't. Likewise, with tip tactic number four, periodically test your employees by sending phony emails. Now, hopefully they will all pass and they'll recognize the phony email and not attempt to honor it. But if they don't, additional training is required and it's required immediately. Tactic number five, educate yourself. Stay informed about common fraud tactics and scares, scams, fraud tactics and scams. Awareness is your first line of defense. And just knowing what's going on sometimes is enough to make you recognize it when it hits your organization. Tactic number six, monitor your accounts on a regular basis. This means daily bank recs for all your bank accounts. And when you see an unauthorized transaction, report it immediately. Time is not your friend in this case. Tactic number seven, investigate all complaints. More than one fraud has been hiding behind a disgruntled supplier or customer. So you see, even if you think they're off base, investigate. Tactic number eight, 
continuous transaction monitoring, either using protocols developed in-house or for a third-party provider, uh, go a long way towards early detection. Oversight has one such product. Tip number or tactic number nine, don't forget anonymous tip lines. The Association of Certified Fraud Examiners reports that they are the method most frequently used to identify fraud, which is a real kick in the you-know-what when you go when you think about all the hard work you do to try and identify frauds, and then you miss it and someone calls up anonymously and tells you that you missed it. But it works, so think about anonymous tip lines. Tactic number 10 avoid fraud magnets. These are internal practices we use that are so weak they enable fraudsters. One off the top of my head, returning checks to requisitioners. Alas, many of these fraud magnets are related to paper checks. In fact, paper checks pose such a problem that we recently did a video on three of the more common fraud traps associated with paper checks. Watch it right now using the link that will appear on your YouTube screen and is in the description below. As always, I appreciate your thumbs up, your likes, your subscribes, your shares, and your comments.